On this episode, we talked about exogenous ketones, whether they actually work or not, what some of the benefits are of them, and why they do not replace being in a ketosis state for the diet. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Happy Wednesday, everyone. We're talking keto today. Ketones, to be specific, actually. Yes, this was a podcast request because Mm -hmm. we do see a lot of advertisements out there for how ketones are the magic fat burner you know i just thought of what like could be a potentially good um podcast like series is debunking supplements mm-hmm. like fed- like phenamine and mm-hmm. fat burners and all that stuff Basi- it's tempting it's tempting they're basically just things that make you a little bit hyper yeah caffeine can actually be kind of detrimental too mm-hmm. and like dangerous anxiety they can cause anxiety they can cause a lot of different things so sugar yeah mm -hmm. so we get it like keto is a craze right now um Mm -hmm. and it can bring like quote unquote big results for certain people that go into it and it can definitely be used in our you know what what we practice with clients sometimes in like a short-term therapeutic setting um to help reset blood glucose sensitivity um and it has a lot of possible benefits keto can or like a low low carb can reduce inflammation it can help steady energy levels throughout the day for people it can reduce some cravings for people um, and there are promising medical applications uh in terms of alzheimer's and epilepsy so keto takes work though this is something that i think a lot of people dive into it and don't like do it correctly. Um, how many people have we talked to that are like, I did keto, I lost 30 pounds, but then I didn't keep up with it and I gained it all back. Like yeah. it, it should be used short term, but people don't know how to come out of it. And they also don't know how to do it properly, right? If you are doing keto properly, you are testing your ketones and your urine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not utilizing all of these packaged processed foods that are labeled keto. Mm-hmm. You're basically eating high amounts of good quality fats, MCT oil, coconut oil, butter, you know, grass-fed butter, um, meats, higher fat meats, things mm-hmm. like that. But some people just use it as a pass to eat all the nuts, nut butter and chocolate and um, bacon that they want. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a healthy way to do keto and an unhealthy way to do keto. And so, you know, I guess I want to preface this by saying all diets work. The one thing that they have in common is a calorie deficit. However you choose to approach your dietary, you know, whatever it is, like if your goal is to lose weight, a lot of people will start with keto and they're like, oh my gosh, I just lost this weight really, really fast. Well, first and foremost, you're losing a lot of water weight in the beginning. Um, As Becca mentioned, yes, this can help reduce inflammation, especially if somebody is sensitive to things that they were eating, such as gluten, because pretty much in a ketogenic diet, you're not doing any gluten because you're not doing any bread or grain products, right? Um, And then, you know, if you are utilizing whole unprocessed foods and you're eating in a calorie deficit because you are full of all of the protein and all of the healthy fats, then, you know, yes, you will see weight loss. But is it in fact for most people, the fact that carbohydrates are bad, 
No. I mean, yes, some people, as you mentioned, we do utilize it for, you know, short term therapeutic, especially when cholesterol is high or, you know, blood glucose is high, um, fasting, you know, insulin, things like that. But at the end of the day, guys, all diets work because they have one thing in common. And that is that you ate less than you burned day to day. But as we've said many, many times in our podcast, there's also adaptation that occurs. And so you can't stay in this low place for months and months on end because you will end up adapting and then also priming your body to regain fat. And that's what we see for a lot of people when they go to these extremes where they remove an entire food group. Yes, they lose weight, some of them very quickly. But then when they can't sustain it anymore, they start gaining weight back and then they get pissed off and they're like, F it. I just miss these cookies that I haven't had for the last year. And they go hog wild on the cookies. And then that leads to pizza, pasta and so forth. So there's a right and a wrong way to approach all diets as well. But just keep in mind as we go into this, like keto isn't any magical solution. Mm-mm. And keto's hard, guys. Like you basically need to transform your diet, mm-hmm. restrict certain foods, food groups completely, and pay close attention to what you eat. Like Liz mentioned, the keto foods. Like I, I just talked to a new client yesterday that was th- like they were trying to do keto, low carb, and they were eating. I believe it's called Catalina Crunch. It's like a keto cereal. It has 14 grams of carbs in a serving and half a cup. I was like, most people one aren't eating half a cup of this, mm-hmm. and if you're eating a full cup of this, you're having more carbs then you technically should have it an entire day mm-hmm. like we need to be smarter than the marketing <laughs> um and i'll be honest like people tend to want to avoid work if they can like they want to avoid the hard work that comes with dieting um you like shortcuts hence why exaggerate Oh my goodness. This is going to be a problem the whole podcast. (laughs) Exogenous ketones (laughs) are a fad. Like they seem like a shortcut that you can take. Swallow this pill or this mix, you know, and you don't have to change anything with your diet and you'll be in ketosis, but not so fast. That is not how this works. Um, We need to talk about what exogenous ketones are. And there are technically two main types. We're going to talk about how they work, if they work, what they work for, and where they don't work. So (laughs) two main types of ketones, ketone esters and ketone salts, okay? Ketone esters are ketone bodies bonded to an alcohol molecule. They taste terrible, but they are more potent than ketone salts. They rise in ketones after a ketone ester is basically supplemented is more pronounced, but it doesn't last as long. Okay. So if you're taking a ketone ester, there's a much higher spike in ketones, but it doesn't last very long. Ketone salts are ketone bodies bonded to a salt like sodium, magnesium, potassium. They taste better don't taste great, but they taste better, but they're less potent than esters. Okay. So they ri- the rise in ketones that you see after ketone salts are ingested doesn't get as high, but it lasts longer. Okay. So these are the two types of exogenous ketones that exist out there that you potentially will see as like a supplementation. Yeah. So the question is, do they work? Well, it depends, guys. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? In a sense, yes, they will rise ketones in the blood, urine, and breath. But are they an effective substitute for actually following a ketogenic diet? Not so much. I know people who do keto really, really well, and I'll tell you what they don't take. Ketones. <laughs> okay. Um, so first, there's something that we have to recognize that's unnatural about having elevated levels of ketones and glucose together. So it's really hard to make that happen unless you're using traditional whole foods. Okay. The closest thing that would make this happen would be to consume a high level of MCT, which is um, a derivative of coconut fat, to increase your ketone production as well as consuming carbohydrates from fruits and tubers. 
So when you are following a ketogenic diet and you're doing it properly, you're keeping your carbohydrates anywhere between 20 and 40 grams per day, or what they say is like 5% of your overall calorie intake. Okay. So this specific example would be increasing your fats, but also having overall carbohydrates that are still elevating your blood glucose. So you're not actually in ketosis. This is a, this example is basically like people that try to take ketones without doing the keto diet. Like mm -hmm. you are still eating carbs, but you're trying to take ketones and it's never seen like there was, there's actually a Pacific uh, South Pacific population that did this. And they were the really only population within research that showed having like good metabolic health, having both these ketones and these high levels of glucose within the diet. So coconut fat isn't a ketogenic, is not as ketogenic as purified MCT oil, let alone like exogenous ketones. So there's, there's basically the effect of glucose and ketones in the diet. We, we don't, it doesn't work. Like they're both energy sources essentially for mm -hmm. the body. And so the body is going to choose glucose. It's an easier energy source to utilize. Well, it's just confusing, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're basically telling your body, I want to burn fat, but then you're eating carbohydrates yep. still. And you're saying, you know, I want to burn carbohydrates. And so your body's doing either efficiently. So yep. when you're in a state of ketosis, you are using dietary fat that you consume as energy rather than the primary energy source, which is glucose coming from carbohydrates. And your body is breaking down your body fat, which creates ketones, and it will utilize that as well, which we'll, we'll get to. Yep. Um, so the second kind of piece here of differentiating. So there, there, there are inherent metabolic differences between boosting ketones via diet like we just talked about, and boosting ketones via supplements, these exogenous ketones. So on a ketogenic diet, ketones go up because you are converting both dietary fat and body fat into ketone bodies, okay? A rise in endogenous, which is like your body creates it, ketones, means you're burning fat and building the mechanisms within the body to metabolize this new energy source of fat versus the old energy source of carbohydrates, okay? With exogenous ketones, ketones go up because you ate some, you ate the ketones, you consumed them. Conversion of body and dietary fat into ketone bodies actually will go down, if anything. So if you're taking these exogenous ketones, your body's like, oh, you know, I have these ketones now. I don't need to create them via the breakdown of dietary or body fat. That is because ketones inhibit lipolysis, okay? Lipolysis is the breakdown of body fat into triglycerides and fat free fatty acids for burning. In normal conditions where ketones are produced endogenously, meaning your body is creating them, this is expected and beneficial. But if you're taking exogenous ketones to lose weight, it doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. And I think one thing to call out here too is, you know, we talk a lot about like macronutrients, micronutrients, right? So although the ketones are not officially classified as a macronutrient, they are a source of energy because your body does understand mm -hmm. how to burn them off and utilize them as energy if it is forced to. Okay. So if you're consuming this um, exogenous ketones, you're burning less of the other energy source, as Becca mentioned, your natural ketones, and therefore you're making less ketones overall. Okay. And so this is not to suggest that exogenous ketones are useless. They do have some benefits. They just aren't the same as getting into ketosis using diet only or fasting techniques like intermittent fasting. You'll see that a lot for people who are doing keto is that they also eat within like an eight to 10 hour window and they have a higher fasting window compared to other individuals, which can be helpful. 
in Mm -hmm. certain situations, right? If somebody is struggling um, with high blood glucose levels, if they are struggling um, with gut issues, sometimes we'll have them eat in a shorter window, you know, space their meals apart so they have some fasting between, um, you know, meals and they're not snacking all the time to give their digestive system, you know, a break. There's a lot of different ways that you can do fasting. You can do 24, 48 hour fast. You can do liquid nutrition (laughs) for fasting. You can do this very commonly. What we see is like a 16 and eight method if people Mm -hmm. are doing intermittent fasting. We have a whole podcast on that. So that's a different topic um, for a different day. But for some people doing keto, that can help them as well in terms of getting into ketosis. So what are the practical benefits of utilizing ketones? So exogenous ketones can lower appetite during a fast. This can be helpful for people who, again, who are trying to extend their fasting window um, or are just feeling very, very hungry when they're first starting out and their body hasn't you know, adapted to the intermittent fasting place yet. Um, you're still taking in energy, but the metabolic profile remains similar of that as a fasted person. I remember when I did a a ketogenic, um, intake for a period of time. Uh, it didn't work great for me to do fasting with it because my blood glucose is usually low. So in the morning time, what I would do is that bulletproof coffee. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the research and articles that I read is that if you were under 10 grams of protein, technically you weren't breaking your fast. Mm -hmm. So there I might do like one egg, for example, with my MCT and my Kerrygold butter in the coffee. Um, it just didn't work well for me. I mean, I didn't see any drastic difference in terms of weight loss or fat loss doing the ketogenic diet. And it started to impact my training. So I didn't do it for a long period of time, but I did do it for a couple of months just to kind of test and see how I felt. Um, mm-hmm. I actually experienced a little bit more acne during that time because mm-hmm. I was sensitive to some of the things that I was consuming. So yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, I mean, with a high fat diet for some people, it's not always great. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is where we always live under the belief system of every single person is different. Like, Every you have to account for people's personal preferences too when it comes to diet and creating the proper diet for them. Um, it, it matters a lot because it matters in terms of like, are they going to be able to sustain it? Is it going to work for their body? Um, you have to look at like their metabolic profile, their diet history, their health history, all kinds of things when you're creating a diet for someone. And that's why I don't really love like there's a I think there's a large camp of people out there that believe that most people should be on a low carb diet. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge fan of that because I think a lot of people actually do pretty well on carbs if they're the right types of carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the problem. Most people don't eat the right types of carbs. So other practical benefits. Exogenous ketones can acutely improve the glucose response. So after an overnight fast, healthy, normal weight humans drank a ketone ester supplement, which spiked their ketone levels up to 3.2 and remained elevated throughout the oral glucose tolerance tests. So this actually reduced the blood glucose response and increased their insulin sensitivity. So again, this is a very isolated research study and it shows that it can improve these things. This is not something that I would like use as a tool to try try to go out and eat carbs and not have a glucose response as much from it. So just prefacing that. Um, Exogenous ketones can suppress expression of an inflammatory pathway linked to several disease states, including arthritis. So there has been some research that shows that exogenous ketones kind of not block, but kind of simmer down an inflammatory pathway that can cause inflammation to be reduced. Um, so this can help impact things like arthritis, where inflammation is one of the main drivers of the pain for people. So as it stands now, there are some areas where exogenous ketones do show great potential um, in their use, and it's mainly within medical applications. 
not fat loss. So <laughs> these medical applications, the human studies like aren't quite there yet. You guys, a lot of these studies on these supplements and all of this are done on mice. They're done on animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but within those studies, it does seem like there could be some help. Um, a re- recent human case study found that ketone esters added to the regular diet improved Alzheimer's symptoms, which is amazing. Um, animal studies indicate that adding these exogenous ketones to a regular lab diet can reduce seizure activity and improve overall symptoms in epilepsy animal models, reverse early neuronal hyperactivity in Alzheimer's animal models, and reduce anxiety in rats. So again, a lot of animal studies. um, But what I will say is a lot of this stems from the fact that in each of these issues, in, in epilepsy, in Alzheimer's, anxiety even, a lot of times it stems or part of their issue is stemming and part of that disease is stemming from insulin resistance in the brain. Mm-hmm. And so this is why we see Alzheimer's become such a problem for people that have type 2 diabetes for long periods of time without resolving it um, and without shifting anything with their diet because it's not just fat cells that become insulin, or I'm sorry, it's not just certain cells in your body that become insulin resistant. Nearly all cells in the body can become insulin resistant, including the brain, meaning your brain will not be able to take in energy sources. And so you then, you know, aren't able to remember things. You aren't like certain parts of the brain start to not work anymore, um, which is scary. It's a very scary thing. And so that is why a very low carb diet to basically fix and resolve that insulin sensitivity um, can be so helpful. So that's why exogenous and endogenous ketones can be very helpful with these particular notice. It's like all things that have to do with very, very much so brain activity. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, just in case you guys don't know, keto was actually created in the medical world Mm -hmm. for those with epilepsy. So this was never intended to be a fad diet in what we see today and supplement companies making massive amounts of money off of their ketone supplements. I mean, you guys, I'm not, I'm not going to say the person's name, of course, and I'm not lying when I tell you this. I had a lady come in and sign up at our gym a couple years ago. I think I told you the story. She spent $90 on these two keto supplements, and I looked at the back of them because we were talking about her gut health, and she mm-hmm. was having massive diarrhea, like running to the bathroom to the point where she shit her pants at work one day and had to go you home. You did tell me that story. And so we got in this conversation about this and I'm looking at what she had purchased and one of them was a ketone supplement. One was basically just a fiber uh, laxative supplement. And I'm like, there's no, like, I, don't be ashamed in this. I would be shitting my pants too if I was taking these supplements because it's just hitting your digestive system. Oh yeah, they're just trying to clear you out. Exactly. So then they think that you're losing weight because mm-hmm. then you get on the scale the next day and you're like, sweet, I'm down four pounds. It's working. <laughs> but I shit my pants at work yesterday. <laughs> right. Trade-offs. Yes, trade-offs, right? Um, yeah. The Speaking lady, of side effects. Lady was really, really nice though. Really liked her. We got her off the supplements and she started losing some weight. But yeah, let's talk about side effects, right? So the most common side effect is, guess what? GI distress, digestive issues, um, and it's urgent GI distress. So if you decide to try one of these ketone supplements, do so slowly. Don't start with the full dose. Space out your doses um, and remain close to a trusted bathroom. Uh, you might want to get some depends. Kind of depends, you know, on if you're working at the office or you're working at home. But 
we're serious. Like there's always going to be a side effect to any type of supplement that you're Mm -hmm. taking. Um, And then we also know that these things don't taste good. So I've tried a variety of different ketone supplements again in the past when I was doing um, kind of trial and error with keto. Um, Yes, some of them are improving. But again, remember that some of these things are going to be filled with artificial sweeteners to try to make them taste better. That can also cause digestive issues as well. Um, And so this is where you know, I would just say we caution you and it's going to be very person independent upon, you know, what's your medical history? What is your gut health like? Why are you doing this approach in terms of very, very low carb? And if you're doing it properly, you really don't need to be taking these supplements. Um, Mm -hmm. But we can talk about some benefits that they can have. Like we mentioned, you know, in terms of the Alzheimer's and things like that, for some people, it can reduce seizures. Um, It can improve cognitive improvement for those with Alzheimer's or dementia. It can increase your fasting tolerance, again, because it's suppressing your appetite. Um, And then, you know, if you are doing endurance uh, training for some individuals, once you flip into that state of ketosis, Mm -hmm. they find that they perform better when they are in a state of ketosis versus, you know, eating a a normal carbohydrate diet. And this is because when we look at endurance training, you're there. So there's three main metabolic pathways for energy. Um, And so we have like a short burst uh, in terms of like 10 seconds that is fueled by glucose solely. Um, Think like a one rep max lift, um, you know, Olympic lifters utilize that pathway the most. And then we have a middle ground that's like 90 second pathway um, that also typically runs best off of glucose. And then everything else is basically your aerobic pathway. So we have your CPCR system, which is basically your creatine phosphate system, um, your glycolytic system. Um, I'm going to totally, I'm t- I always get the two, the 10 second and the 90 second one mixed up, but two are anaerobic. One is aerobic and your aerobic system underlies the other two pathways. And that is what will function off of dietary fat. Um, and so people that are, you know, endurance athletes, um, that are training for very long endurance races can do pretty well on a higher fat diet because of them running basically within that aerobic system solely. So if you lift heavy, um, that is why we usually utilize carbs where we can because because you're you getting stronger and lifting heavier. Um, don't come at me with the Game Changers movie. I can't even with the. I can't. But anyways, Netflix documentaries on nutrition make me sick. Um, basically, endurance athletes are the the main people that need the the fats. The the strength athletes we need the carbs, guys. Um, and that's why you see a lot of strength athletes taking intra. Mm-hmm. workout drinks, right? Like I know for me when I'm testing one rep max testing, if it's taken me like Sunday, it took me an hour and a half Ugh. to work up to where I was. Well, then I failed it according to art, but my coach says it counts. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to, I, you guys know me, I'm stubborn. You've probably seen my Instagram story with my elbows, super stubborn. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not missing this list lift. Cause I know I have the strength. So let's try it again. Let's try it again. You know? <laughs> so anyways, we were there for 90 minutes. So in between I'm eating different snacks. Usually it's like grapes or I'll do like a body armor light, um, with Gummy. some cream. I like gummy bears or Swedish fish. Gummy (laughs) bears. Yeah. I didn't have any gummy bears this last weekend and I I wish I did, Uh, but I did make those uh, gluten-free monster cookies. Those are really good. Oh, Mm -hmm. you didn't tell me about those. They're upstairs. You can have some before you leave. I found a lactation cookie that's actually delicious. And of course, Nick was like, I'm not eating those. I don't want my boobs to make milk. I was like, it doesn't work like that. And he's joking, obviously, but I'm like, you can't. I can't even with you because um, they use brewer's yeast, which is like shown to help improve breast milk. They're so good, though. And he's totally eating them. And so is Carson. Like I have my whole family eating my lactation cookies. Um, but anyways, OK, so back to the ketones, guys. Let's wrap this up. 
do do not sit around taking ketones ex- exogenous ketones trying to like bump your ketones up for no reason mm-hmm. like it doesn't especially if you're eating an adequate amount of carbs it does nothing for you okay like you it is not some miracle weight loss supplement um you need a purpose to take them and for most people listening to this podcast i'm going to tell you right now you probably don't have a purpose to take them we just we don't need to be taking them um do not expect them to be a replacement for like spending time in a ketosis any coat any ketosis state diet okay Mm -hmm. living keto is definitely more effective (laughs) than trying to supplement with exogenous ketones. So that's yeah. our that's our bit on ketones for the day. Yep. Unless you want a colon cleanse, you probably don't really need to be taking these <laughs> things. Um, but if you are going to do keto or you've done keto and you've done it the right way, hey, props to you. Because yep. I do know some people who do it really well. They feel amazing. They've had some different autoimmune conditions and they just find that this is what their body mm-hmm. utilizes better and they have more energy, less joint uh, pain and inflammation than they do when they're consuming you know, carbohydrates. But on the flip side of this, for most people, if you're not dealing with any you know, health issues or concerns, you really shouldn't fear good quality complex carbohydrates because we talk about this all the time. We keep the widest variety of food in our clients' diets in order to keep the widest variety of nutrients available for them. And when we cut out an entire food group, we miss out on a lot of those nutrients. So if you're going on a keto diet, I would recommend that you probably want to look at what am I missing out the most in terms of like these vitamins, these minerals, making sure that you are staying hydrated, you're utilizing electrolytes, you're keeping that good sodium, potassium, and mineral balance in the body where it needs to be. And, you know, utilizing different vitamins appropriately when you are not able to consume some of these very nutrient-dense carbohydrates. So just a disclaimer there and a reminder, there is no one-size-fits-all diet approach. We need to look at the individual. We need to look at everybody, you know, health profile, how they feel. And there's absolutely no issue with going a little bit lower carb, but that's not a state of ketosis. Again, if you're doing keto and you are wanting to get into ketosis, you're down to 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrates a day total. And my biggest problem with keto, and I've said this time and time again, are these really, really, really low carb places is that not only does it deprive you of all of these key nutrients, vitamins, and minerals from these good quality carbohydrates, but you're also missing out on a lot of fiber too, because you are limited to the types of vegetables, you know, that you can consume. So again, there's a right and a wrong way. I think everybody has like their happy medium. If you're doing it, do it short term and then slowly start to reincorporate some of those good starchy, high quality veggies and um, carbs back into your diet. Mm -hmm. Don't just flip the switch and, you know, get off keto after 60 days and go out and eat a pizza and drink a pitcher of beer. You know, you're not going to feel so great. So you're going to get all the way back. (laughs) plus some. (laughs) So, all right, guys, that's all we got for you today. Have a great day and we'll be back on Friday. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.